Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am once again joined by. Hello, everyone. It's Isabel here, and. Agnes. Yay! So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about character types slash tropes that we really dislike, or if we want to go a stronger word, hate in anime. Um, this can be something more general, like I we understand there's the dures in anime, whether it's uh, yandere or sundere, or it could be a specific character trope that is not really related to any sort of gender slash uh, character type, like the passionate one or the general one. Um, so without, uh, further ado again, um, I'm going to pick on Agnes because I'm really, really curious on, um, sort of the character types that you dislike in anime simply because I don't really hear you talk about them, like rant about them. For example, I rant about the characters <laughs> I don't like all the time. And so like rent a girlfriend. Yes. Recently. Yes, exactly. And so, oh, don't worry. It's coming up. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, but as someone like, like me, who's ranty all the time, I notice like when we talk, you never really discuss about like characters or specific personality types that you really dislike in anime. So now I'm really curious. So you're going to have to go first today. Um, what are the character types slash tropes that you dislike, or may I even say hate in anime? So that is a really good question because I kind of struggled trying to figure out what is character types that I actually hate in anime or even that you see in general media. And I would like to clarify that the reason why I don't talk about characters that I actively hate is because one, if there's a character that I don't, that I very much dislike or have feeling very uncomfortable, I literally just close out the browser and I don't even watch the anime anymore. I literally have no motivation to continue the story. And then the second part of it is that character tropes embody certain audiences. And I've learned to accept the fact that, you know, even if I don't like the character trope, there's a reason why they exist and exist for certain audiences. So that's how the show's going to end up being. And if it's something I don't like, then it's something I don't like. I just don't have to bother watching it anymore. The one thing that I do dislike in terms of a character trope and it's something that you might see in a lot of more seinen type of films. And I can give a very good example, too, is the wife in the icebox trope. And for people who don't know what this trope is, it's the trope where you have a couple. Um, generally, it's male or f- it's a male and a female. And when the female dies, her death becomes the crux of the man's entire mission or like the fact that he has fallen so low um, and that he's like not worth it. You're talking about fridged women. Yeah, fridged woman. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the, the real term. There you go. Fridged woman. I absolutely hate that trope the most. Because I like to watch a story where all characters are relevant and have like a position in the story that makes them important and they do something in the story. But fridged women in that particular trope really don't do anything except die. It's very much like the anime mother's trope. Where they have like the the side ponytail, the like, hairstyle, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 and then it's like, oh yeah, she's gonna die in like episode one. It's the same thing. They don't really serve a purpose except dying, and it feels so banal. It's very empty. I don't like that at all. <laughs> uh, a really good example of this is you'll see in Fate Zero. It's a show I love dear, dear to my heart, but I absolutely hate the fact that Iris Veal, uh, spoilers, dies. And Kiritsugu is pretty much a broken man by the end of season, uh, and by the end of season two. So wait, but um, a thing about that trope though is, if fridged women are less considered fridged if the character is fleshed out, because you know it's like you said, a, a, the trope is very detrimental to female characters when they really don't have another purpose aside to die, and so um and to die and like motivate the man for whatever um you know mission they have later but um I don't watch Fate Zero but from my understanding uh the character you just mentioned she has a lot of personality from my understanding like she is kind of fleshed out right or no Yes and no. Iris feels pretty fleshed out because 
the purpose of her dying doesn't happen until season two. And she has a very Mm -hmm. established relationship with her husband. But the only thing is that when you realize by the end of Fate Zero, Iris View is actually meant to die. She was an actual sacrifice through and through the end, which was the original reason why she was created and that Kiritsugu almost married her in the first place. Eventually, you know, the story alludes that he married her out of love, but she's an actual plot device that is meant to be killed off to actually summon the Holy Grail. Okay, so basically you're saying that, like, her very creation was for the point yeah. of dying. Okay, yeah. that's yeah, Yeah, it was. So, like, that's, that's, like, the example of, like, the f- a more extreme example of, like, the frigid woman concept. But you see that a lot in other animes, too, where the female dies and then the male is, like, goes into despair. And that's, like, a weird end turning point where he goes, like, villain or anti-hero. And I'm like, sure, okay, you could do that. What do you think about Kiritsugu as a character, though? I mean, like, one, he's broken, but he's also pretty, I don't know, he, you know. Kiritsugu as a character is mm-hmm. fine. I have no, like, actual uh, problems with Kiritsugu as a character, really. Oh, okay. He's just there. He's just providing the us the, the perspective of how crappy the Fourth Holy Grail War is and his efforts to try to save everybody, but it ends up failing. He actually, his entire vision of wanting to save people like actually makes sense mm-hmm. but i iris view just kind of feels left out from the equation <laughs> for some reason okay have you seen fate zero uh isabel i have but i also binge watched it in maybe two days so some of it is actually <laughs> me, but i just know it was it, that awesome it, for it, me it gets it's a lot. It's uh, Fate Zero, the first season. I know Gracie, you don't watch Fate, and there's a reason why you won't watch Fate because it's a lot of info dumping that's not good for storytelling. Right? But it's, you're right. It's a lot of information to take in, and bin- I did try to binge watch it once before. It was a lot. I don't remember that time, but you have to watch it slowly. Yeah, yeah. it's something you have to watch slowly for sure if you actually want to get into it. Mm-hmm. That's just my hot take. Yeah. Okay, so another thing that made me think of is, um, you know. You really love Cowboy Bebop, right, Agnes? Yeah, Cowboy Bebop's really cool. Okay, so isn't Spike like didn't he like he had a woman too who died and all that stuff and it made him into like the personality that he is? Like does that bother you in that case in that context? So, I'm more interested in the fact that Cowboy Bebop took it where it's the perspective after the death. Okay. So what the characters do after the character well, after their love interest has died and how do they cope? That's really interesting to see. Um because there are so many different ways that characters can cope with the loss of their loved ones. But in some fridge woman concepts, the the mindset of the male character is and the the plot twist of the woman dying happens like right near the story's end and then the the character has this weird like change twist or complex. Ah, uh, okay, I that's, see what That's you're what going bothers for. me. Versus Cowboy Bebop is, his love had died in the past, supposedly. And so everything that happened to Cowboy Bebop is him trying to get over that. Mm-hmm. And him trying to find more meaning in life while everybody else has found meaning in life and has started to, to, to diverge from him. There's a really great um, YouTube, pod, uh, YouTube video analysis on that. Okay, so I guess in a sense too, she's or I mean, she uh, she does later uh, is important, but it's like at the beginning, at the very least, she technically isn't really a character. It's just like part of his right. backstory. Exactly. Yeah, it's just a figment of the backstory that just makes it a bit more spicy. Okay, I understand now. Okay, um, do you have any other examples of maybe? Um, or I guess let me ask you, have you ever had a time where a fridge woman actually worked for you or no, never? No, not really. Okay. Yeah, I I much prefer seeing like the later concept. You would see it in like video games like Tales of Berseria where the character has, it's not a, it's the reverse of the fridge woman concept. It's the, like a fridged male concept. Mm-hmm. The main character's younger brother or family member had died and was sacrificed by this like evil ritual and she was imprisoned and then afterwards the story takes off where she seeks revenge her entire personality changes and the entire plot is about her vengeance Mm -hmm. which is an interesting take as well um 
And that's what I like stories focusing on, not just like weird plot twist moments three quarters of the way through the series. I see, I see. Okay, um, that makes sense. You um, you also mentioned that, um, well, earlier, you know, you said that if you see a character that you automatically dislike or you dislike, you just sort of automatically turn away, like you don't even try to stay with it. Have you ever noticed a pattern in like the characters that you, that immediately makes you want to go like, oh, I want to stop watching? Uh, usually they're very annoying and they don't have any purpose in the story whatsoever. Like they say like, oh, I can do something. And they never achieve that in like one episode that they claim that they can do. Wait, do you have an example? <laughs> I don't have an example. It just feels like it's a very anime thing. Um. I guess especially in the shonen shows where the female protagonist is like, I can do something. And then she ends up not doing it. She's like, help, please save me. And then the, you know, the the hero protagonist comes in and swoops and saves the day. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Okay. That's yeah, not, so that sounds like the, the, the uh, shonen uh, oh, token girl problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it also applies to just any character in general. I like to see people doing things. Mm. Even if it's like negotiation, um, or it's people who are like fighting, or people who are actively doing something to help the situation or worsen the situation for their benefit, not just kind of like say something and stand around and don't really have an active role. But then that becomes less of a character problem and more of a writer problem because some writers aren't good at incorporating multiple characters into a scene and making them actually relevant at all. So then what? how do you feel, since you, you like having every character having a purpose, so how do you feel about the comic relief character? Because, well, I mean, comic relief characters do have purposes a lot of times, but then there are also a handful of times where that's what they are. They're just comic relief. Are those, like, part of the things, like, that you would find annoying because they don't really seem to contribute to the story or do anything aside from make you laugh, I guess? <laughs> I guess that's like a hit or miss depending on what the storyline is. Okay. So for instance, if you've got like a, a so let's take a good example. Uh, in Boku Hero Academia or My Hero Academia, there's a character that pulls uh great balls from him. Oh yeah. What's his name Mineta. again? Isabel. Mineta. Uh, Mineta. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So a lot of people hate too. Mineta, right? Because he's this lewd, perverted boy. Oh no. Um, <laughs> and he's like the worst, right? He. Everyone's like he's the absolute worst. He's just basically um, an incel at that point. Um, but Mineta, even though he's like a widely disliked character, and he kind of serves as this weird comedic relief, in a sense, he still does things. He still actively is in the show and actually slinging out abilities uh, for the benefit of the heroes and for the benefit of himself. So like, that's an example of like, I don't mind if there's comedic relief as long as they do something outside of that as well as crack jokes. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Unless it's, unless they're a comedic relief in a super stressful anime and their job is to provide the comedic relief and be like the sort of mediator of the situation stuff. That's a good example too. Okay, wait, so that's one you're okay with? Yeah, okay. I'm totally fine with. Okay, um, that's, yeah, no, that's really interesting. Because I was just trying to see if, like, there is more of a character trope um, or a character type tie-in on, like, what would make you want to turn off the television or, like, shut off the um wind the computer screen but it sounds it sounds more in like rooted in storytelling than actual like character types yeah because i feel like the storytelling is what drives the characters to do things that they need to do and to give them motive or purpose but without a good story a lot of these characters fall flat and they just kind of like stand around in the background they don't really do anything they don't take action okay no yeah that makes sense um, aside from the fridged woman, then, is there any other, like, character types slash uh, tropes that immediately jump out at you on what you dislike? Or is that, like, the only glaring one? I think that's the only glaring one. I don't mind the dairy tropes because I know that they serve a purpose. And there are some dairy tropes that I'm just like, you know, that's kind of cute for that character. I don't mm. mind it at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, if a cindere is played well, you always know the cindere is done very well. Or, you know, the de the dendere, you know. Sometimes the dendere can be a little bit annoying, but they're kind of cute in the show that they need to serve in and be like, 
the the one shining ray of hope. You're right. The Genki girl. Yeah. Oh, the Genki. I am the Genki girl. Yes, so. I know you're the Genki girl. <laughs> I like I, any Genki girl character in anime. I'm just like, oh, there's me. That's me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and hey, look, she's surrounded by introverts. Also me. So. <laughs> all right well uh thanks agnes that makes a lot of sense and i mean that also explains why you rarely rant to me about like stuff you don't like because um because you don't even bother watching it no i just i literally just check myself out of the conversation i'm like that's it i don't have any say in this i mean that's the smart thing to do honestly so kudos to you (laughs) well i don't know if it's smart because it doesn't mean i'm often as engaged in these types of discussions with other people in the fandom or with people in anime trending in general. I just don't have a preference. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a lot of preference. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know that. Okay. <laughs> um, so what, like this, I have, I've, what's funny is I've already ranted about this so many times throughout my life. And every time I mention this again, I feel the need to like, like, oh, like word vomit all over again. So um, one of the character types I really, really hate is the character that loves a person so much that uh... they just won't take no for an answer because they're just so in love. I despise it. Like, I genuinely despise it. And I think what makes it even harder for me is how is that a lot of people actually like that t- character type and so and so whenever i see people liking it i'm just like no like why would you no <laughs> so, um because like uh, the easiest one uh, example to come into my head is ruka from rent a girlfriend who does exactly that um mm. ruka and rent a girlfriend basically gets convinced that um she's in love with the main protagonist and essentially like wants him to date her and stuff like that. And he keeps turning her down and her way of like forcing him to date her is like blackmail. Like genuinely she was trying to blackmail him to get him to date her. And at one point where he was turning her down again, being like, please, like, I'm not interested. I don't want to do this, you know, sort of thing. She like bursts into tears and she's just like, you won't even give me a chance. You won't even do a trial run and stuff like that. And I'm like, girl, he already said no. Like, um, and I think what gets me most about this character type is that, they victimize themselves so much when they are the most selfish people in existence. Because if they really love that person, like they said, they would respect their answer. You know what I mean? Right. No, no, no I completely understand it. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like the fact that they won't respect it. I'm just like, no, you're not in love with them. Like, no. <laughs> and so um, granted this, Unfortunately, this character type is more commonly found in anime female characters than anime male characters, and um, and the guys always fall head over heels for it and basically are like, oh, he's picking the wrong girl, like, she wants him so badly and stuff like that, and I'm just like, dude, like, if you actually know someone like this who cannot take no for an answer because they claim they're so much in love with you, you would be driven nuts because the truth of the matter is, is that they are victimizing themselves and they don't care what other other people think because their feelings matter more than anyone else's out there so that's like my biggest like character type that I hate I don't know what your opinions are on this character type or whether like you guys watch anime with this since you know Agnes you clearly like jump ship when you're not interested (laughs) so (laughs) I have some thoughts regarding that but do you have anything to add to that Isabel because like I feel like that's like a big issue in just anime shows in general. And for some reason, this trope gets like skyrocketed into popularity. Yeah, it definitely does. I feel like, um, especially when there's romance involved, obviously, and they're, they kind of just do whatever for, uh, for that person. I think I had a similar one where it's kind of like um, the most popular girl maybe in the high school or middle school and she usually has like you know beautiful eyes and everything everyone just fawns over her or something 
Um, and usually the main character will fawn over her too. And I kind of hate that. I kind of roll my eyes whenever I see that um, in a show. Um, but I think they're usually a side character. So it's not as much as a protagonist, like you might have said, um, that oh, Ruka is. So okay. they're kind of more of a so side character. Side. Yeah. Okay, okay. I see. So they're kind of like uh, part of the plot. But it's kind of like, I've seen this so many times. I don't need to see this anymore. Um, so that's kind of my feelings around that. So yes, I do. I pretty much agree with what Gracie said on those types of characters. Once I do see them, and I'm probably and at that point, I'm probably focusing on someone else uh, that's cooler or a character that I like instead. In that series, I just kind of ignore that character. I, I wish I could do that. I, that's my problem. I can't ignore them because they're oh. always there. I'm just like, will you get out of here? Like, please. Gracie is like so invested in this, and then Isabel's just like moderately invested, and they just check out. <laughs> <laughs> like three modes of extremes of how we watch this. Okay, of you know the other character who does that, who's unfortunately Endgame. Shoot me, um, Miyuki, aka Onisama from um, Irregular uh, High School. Oh, here we go. That's that's who she is. That's her character type. Uh, yes, I know. It's, it's very aggravating. I that's know. Why I dropped the show like three episodes in. <laughs> I cannot. Her because of that, and it's just like, and she's like, I no one in this world loves Onisawa as much as me. I'm like, I'm like, I almost cussed, and I can't cuss because Overlord won't let us cuss. <laughs> but B word, <laughs> I'm just like, girl, you are so effing selfish, and you don't even see it. And that's another thing that drives me nuts because, um, there are definitely lots of different selfish character types. But the ones who realize they're being selfish and greedy, I don't mind them as much because self-awareness is actually a very powerful thing. And if you want to improve, aka character develop in any shape or form, you have to be self-aware first. And so the characters who are more antagonistic, but they're self-aware of their issues, I never mind them as much because that means character development and growth is possible for them because they know about it. But these characters are so stuck in their own mindset and head and world about like the situation and their feelings and stuff like that. They genuinely don't see how annoying they are. They think they're the ones who are who are like getting screwed over rather than the fact that they're the ones who's are, who are actively trying trying to screw over other people so um god i just so, hate them sorry <laughs> no, no it's okay you know this is a podcast you're free to vent yeah. everything that you dislike because this is a topic about things that you actively dislike yeah. so i guess like my main question is why would you think that this trope is so spectacularly popular because you have a range of characters that fall into that trope of I really love the fact that she loves her main interest with all her heart and all her soul that she'd be so selfish. And then there's another set of characters that embody the same exact trope, but they're so heavily disgusted by the community. So let's take two examples. You you have Ruka from like Rent the Girlfriend or who or like uh, Miyuki from Irregular High School. Both are very popular animes and both characters people quite actively like in the anime community depending on the person that you are. But then you have the two other extremes like Sakura from Naruto and uh, or Hime from Bleach who are the exact same thing but people hate their guts. So what's the difference? You know what? That's a good point. And I did They're literally the same, but they're two different uh, camps and no, I don't understand I that's why. That's a really good point. I think I think it lies in the fact that romance is not the main storyline. I think ah. that affects a lot of things because in or no, I, I'm I'm shooting myself in the mouth because irregular isn't like that either. Oh gosh, oh, why? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> So anime fans, if you actually do have an answer to that, feel free to reach out to us and tell us why, because this question is really befuddling me right now. At least I'm not hypocritical and I hate all of them, but, you know, um, granted, I, I thought I, I started hating, or I started hating Sakura, but then once she actually got her own thing outside of just Sasuke, I started liking her more after that, so, um. I mean, she, she ended up marrying Sasuke at the end, so. So, yeah, I but know, I dude. am also kind of biased because Sasuke as an adult is extremely, is, is without his murderous tendency, reveals that he's just very socially awkward. And gosh, I love socially awkward people. So. <laughs> 
Um, but that's for another podcast episode. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a good point, though, because it's like, yeah, because, yeah, every anytime you hear Sakura and Hime, it's like it's almost overwhelmingly hate. But then Miyuki and Ruka have very large fan bases. And so I don't know. The other thing I was thinking, too, is when I was talking about these character types that you hate, I was um, extending it to both like male and female characters. But it's sad that I can't really think think of any specific male characters that falls into this character type I talked about like none of them jump out at me immediately the only ones I can kind of think of are like the shoujo anime adaptations where there's a love triangle and that's the guy who doesn't win he acts that way but um but then he has so little like presence in the story that I can't even remember their names versus what I see in like the female characters. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You, you've you really stumped me here with that question, Agnes. Isabel, do you have an answer? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? I'm still trying to think of one and I can't really explain, I would say. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much just as lost as you guys are, to be honest, or in answering this question or finding other examples that we can like maybe pick through. Well, I hope yeah. I hope people who do listen to this will answer us because now I need an answer. So, because <laughs> <laughs> like I can understand why these characters come into fruition and why people like them, but there's just a weird dichotomy of people who actively hate them. But there's also people who really, really do love them, but they're all virtually the same character. So why so much the hate, you know? Yeah, now I almost want to do a poll to be like, <laughs> you oh, know, like, yeah. here, Overlord, here are the- can we do a poll? Yeah, no, I really want to do a poll to be like, here are the four characters and tell me if you like them or dislike them. And I really want to see if there are people who fall in perfectly with the dislike Sakura and Hime part, but then like Ruka and Miyuki part, you know? <sighs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Dane. Ugh, you mm. stopped me. <laughs> um, in that extension, that's also why I don't like Yandere's, um, when we were talking about the Dure's. Um mm. it's 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 basically a more extreme form of what I'm uh, what I just talked about is that they're so so in love with this person that they're even willing to kill people and kidnap people and stuff like that. Like, no, 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 no. No, so <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's my rant and that's like uh, and i will always rant about it and i will never stop ranting about it anyway isabel take it away from me before i get off the leash here so <laughs> um you talked about like the popular girl and stuff like can you um can you reiterate that or like um you know dive into a little more detail about that yeah it's kind of like the stories where you know the main protagonist Fawns over a girl or has someone that they like or I'm trying to think of like Mob Psycho where she I thought this was going to be like a romance or something and it wasn't I was like defeated in the first or second episode um but even so I didn't really like that character she's like she's always um the girl is always perfect um like the perfect maybe they're also like the uh class representative and she's like maybe like you know straight a's or something and like all uh everyone she's definitely got a group of friends next to her totally and there's there's only this one girl in school that's like you know the most which isn't really true mostly i mean like obviously there are usually a bunch of people at the school or something but they always highlight this one person and for me that's kind of like that's unrealistic i feel like it goes for the guys as well it's probably the most um like sporty guy and then um, the guy who technically gets a lot of confessions out of the girl. Um, for me, that's just kind of like a trope that's like, it's overdone. I just want to see something else new. <laughs> okay, wait, but you liked Kaichiwa Maidsaba and Usui fits that bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He does. <laughs> Got him. Um, so. so with that revelation, uh, you want to dive into it a little more, Isabel? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know what to say because then yeah, I like characters like Usui too, who are like maybe because he just comes in the nick of the time to just save uh, Misaki. Is it? Um, 
Yeah. But he's the one who, like, gets a lot of confessions, you know, and is perfect and, like, is inhuman practically and prides himself so in like, being a stalker. <laughs> so- <laughs> well, that's the other thing is, like, I guess the reason why Usui, even though he does fall into that perfect boy category, he's not really interested in anybody else except Misaki. And he's only interested in Misaki because she has a really interesting secret and that she's a different person. And he's also kind of perverted, which is kind of funny to watch. Oh, yeah. That's Wait, really he funny. does like all his acts. Okay. So maybe that's why he doesn't fall into that trope of like, oh, he's so perfect. He's just perfect, but in a really quirky way. Wait, but aren't the other perfect guys like that as well in romance anime? Like, even though they're perfect, they just like that one girl? Uh, I feel like it's... I don't know if, if this holds true for you, Isabel, but maybe it's because those in those romance animes, like the perfect boy is usually too perfect, but doesn't have quirks or flaws that make him unique in that sense. Because Usui is literally perverted; like he has, he's horny as hell. Well, of which course, is very- he's horny. He's a, he's a high school boy. Be a problem. He wasn't horny. <laughs> <laughs> throw back to our last episode about shoujo yeah exactly <laughs> but that's like the thing is like he's actually horny and he's not afraid to tell you that he's horny <laughs> right which i guess makes him different from like the perfect anime boy who's just like kira kira sparkle he's like i'm here for you my love and i but i am surrounded by like thousands of other girls who would lust over me i guess uh, wait, wait wait um do you have an example isabel for the guys like you know you have an example for like a female character and stuff i'm trying yeah i actually didn't i only thought of females first at first and i was like wait i should extend it to males as well which I mean, it does happen, but usually, I mean, like, I feel like they're side characters. They don't really matter. I, f- when they're a protagonist, like Usui, or I'm forgetting that one from Kinimini Todoke, but someone like him. Oh, as Kazuya. Well. Yeah, Kazuya. But I mean, I can't remember. He has really his own quirks as well. That's why, because like when you develop and you actually know their backstory, and then uh, you realize why they might like the girl, why they turn on, uh, turn down other girls. Um, that's mm-hmm. where the character changes for me. Oh, you have yeah. more of an issue of just like supporting characters not getting fleshed out. Yes, mostly I would say. Ah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, okay. so okay, so I'm gonna protect my prag- protagonist, male protagonist here in romance shows, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> supporting characters. Uh, my favorite part of Usui, since we're on this already, my favorite part of Usui is his troll face. <laughs> I don't know why oh I God. love his troll face so much, but I think his chibi is just the funniest thing in the world. So <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I have screenshots of it just so I can use it to like as reactions because I th- I relate to a lot of his facial expressions. So <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, then I think that makes sense in that yeah. case. Um, there are definitely good emotion or emotes i guess for there but yeah um and then coming coming off of that the other one i had was also uh, kind of like more expressionless people or expressionless characters okay i kind of kept kept behind them i want them to be more passionate like i feel like almost all the guys in um demon slayer are like tanjiro and inosuke and zenitsu um but yeah characters maybe like like haru from free for example Mm mm-hmm I like freestyle and this uh, and the show in general, but the fact that he doesn't—he's kind of emotionless, and you don't really know what he's thinking. And sometimes he just stands there and says whatever fish that he really likes eating. Like he's the main <laughs> character, and he barely does anything. And and like all the characters around him, like like he would like I would like him as a character, but I actually don't. I actually turn to Makoto instead because he he's like he has more. I feel like um, I feel like he's more passionate in him. He's just more expression. He oh, Makoto is, um, I think, has consistently been more popular in the free fran- fandom than the main mm-hmm. character. Yeah, so that's why, because then I usually really like the main characters, like I've told you guys before, and so I want them to have like more drive and more, um, you know, more emotion to their character, and they're displaying what they actually want rather than just kind of like keeping a secret or not telling anyone, and then just and then the anime just continues off of that or something. Um, so that's okay. kind of like the character type that I don't I don't hate right, but I I dislike in a sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so on Demon Slayer because you mentioned Demon Slayer, um, do you dislike Giyu then? 
I do to an extent. I actually <laughs> Gracie waiting for this. <laughs> Since Gio is Gio's your favorite character, and she's like, "Do you hate my favorite character?" No, no, Wait, no. I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I'm not offended. Oh my god, I am not offended. That's just to myself. Okay, so why would I be offended? God, I need a life. <laughs> okay, so yes, because Gio fits that character type. So you kind of don't care slash dislike him then right yeah i was like i think he's really cool but because he just doesn't have that you know uh like fire in him um yeah i don't really like him as a character or i just don't i just you know just say like okay he's cool and then i just kind of move on to other characters he doesn't have fire in him because he uses water breathing techniques (laughs) (laughs) and guess what everyone dislikes him hey hey sorry that was really mean. That was very mean. <laughs> and here's the defensive Gracie <laughs> saying Gyu's her favorite. Prime mm-hmm. example anime folks. Let's give a round of applause. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> sarcasm aside, um, now that we're on the topic of Demon Slayer and you, you mentioned emotionless characters, there's one more in Demon Slayer that I want to point out. Um, out of the three sisters in Demon Slayer, oh, the youngest yeah. one, what's her name again? Uh, Kanal? Because she has a similar personality too. Uh, mainly because she came from a traumatic background where she could not express herself. And so for a very long time, she remained very passionless and very mute mm-hmm. and doesn't really show any kind of emotion. How do you feel about that then, Isabel? Yeah, What's her name her... again, Gracie? I don't I think it's Kanao, uh, but I Kanae. might know. Yeah. Kanae, okay, yeah. Kanae. Okay. No, yeah, I actually kind of, I kind of actually liked her character because we had that little bit of background and how, you know, how she kind of came to be. And then, isn't that there that uh, one moment okay. where like Tanjiro kind of makes the decision for her, but not really with the coin toss? Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. in that moment, for me, was like super special for her because it was kind of a moment for her, like, oh, she can do this herself or something, right? Or you know, a kind of, um, it definitely added to her character development. I feel like, and then the fact that you know Tanjiro was able to see that and help her out. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm, so yeah, for her character, not so much. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if Giyu had that same kind of treatment, which I'm pretty sure he will because he he's does, by he far does, the- he will, he does. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> As the defensive Gracie <laughs> makes her stance. <laughs> um, so when the anime does end up covering that portion, do you predict yourself maybe being more okay with? with Giyu on screen than just like the typical oh he's just cool and just swoops in to save the day or do you think you'll still be a bit resentful question mark Mm -hmm. yeah totally so once we do get that character arc I will probably change my view on him he'll like go up the ladder maybe Uh, (laughs) okay but yeah uh, until then yeah for now I mean from what he's been doing yeah he's definitely just been like souped in being like the cool water guy Um, gotcha gotcha i'm I'm thinking about haru and so it's just like haru doesn't have a backstory right to why he's kind of listless i mean the fact i mean it could just be his personality but he is passionate about water right he has that weird thing where like he sits in a bathtub and fantasizes Mm -hmm. himself swimming and his childhood friend has to come over and tell him like hey you gotta get out of the water dude like this is unhealthy Would you say that's passion, or would you say that's just weird obsession? Yeah, that's yeah, not that's passion. A, that's another good question because some would argue that is passion, you know? Because he's clearly like that when he gets into the water, right? Like you see, like he there's does, like a yeah. visible moment of change, and he's suddenly like energized to do things. So yeah, he's definitely cool when he's like swimming or in the water, but outside of that, uh, he's kind of just hard. Or so. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. He's just very normal. Yeah. Okay. I see. So I, I think, guess like it's more. Uh, I think Isabel just needs some <laughs> spice in her character. <laughs> <laughs> she just needs spice. That's why she likes Makoto. <laughs> the true spice of the entire fandom. Oh gosh, are you making jokes? <laughs> why Makoto? Um, I'm trying to think of like uh, more uh, facial expressionless characters in Haikyuu. Um, I feel like there's not too many. I feel like the Haikyuu is like. So full of emotion, or like so wait, full of but what about kid, okay, okay, okay? No? But what about Akashi from Haikyuu? He's pretty like calm, collected, cool sort of thing. 
and I mean paired up with a very loud, boisterous, energetic, uh, not boyfriend. But (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't. We clearly see where the ship is going here, Uh, Captain. Team Captain. (laughs) Um, but like, what about him? Unless you don't know him. (laughs) I yeah. I feel like I don't know him too well. I'm sorry. Uh trying to remember which team he might be from and what he might look like i haven't wait seen uh, season, did you watch so. all seasons or um only one i kind of only watched like one oh season, you haven't so met you I haven't might have met, not him met him because he comes out in season two. Oh, that's why okay okay dang it i can't ask about that then um huh agnes do you have any other characters that come to mind <laughs> I'm trying to rifle through my brain when it comes to I feel like there's like, a lot hero. of these characters and yet like when I'm trying to find them I'm like where are they like who are they <laughs> mm-hmm. so, maybe that's the reason why we just you know forget yeah, about them because terrible. they're just so emotionless and they're basically the wallflower oh which is sad unfortunately I'm sorry if I offended anybody's favorite character out there but that's the truth of the matter um I guess like the only example I can think of that a lot of anime fans to like to debate about is um, who's the the half ice boy, half fire boy in Boku Hero. I don't watch the show oh, very closely, Toroki. so I don't remember names. Oh, I know huh? Yuki Kaji voices him, but that's it. <laughs> what's his What's his name, Isabel? Please refresh uh, me. Yeah, Todoroki. Todoroki. Okay, Todoroki. so yeah, there's an so a lot of people don't like Todoroki because they feel that he's really flat as a character. Would you say that that's a thing too? Or because he's kind of also very emotionless too, but he does come from really traumatic background as well. So I feel like you would rather like him over Gyu, I guess. I do actually. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, because he definitely had that background. And then um, before the school season, um, which is in season two, which is where I feel like is kind of where his backstory comes out or his origin story when he's fighting Bakugo. Um, before that, I kind of didn't like Todoroki. I was kind of like, okay, he's a cool okay. ice character. Uh, that's great. Um, but when the school festival came around, or the yeah, the fight that he had with Bakugo, and he kind of changed out of that. Kind of, kind of, I we started to see, you know, what his family is like. His uh, his constant fight with his father Endeavor, who's um, I mean, who has his own arc now. So, and he's kind of the opposite too. Endeavor's like the like his as his father, he's super fiery, um, but he's. I feel like he's also kind of opposite of Todoroki. And then uh, Wait, Endeavor's like... getting an arc, but everyone hates him. <laughs> really? I think there was a I think there was a turning point like, oh, in the anime where okay. where like Endeavor like everyone like realizes that Endeavor is actually a really good character concept mm-hmm. rather than like somebody who continues to antagonize Todoroki. At least from like what my peripheral understanding of the Boku Hero community. Yeah, that's kind of it. I don't want to give too much away, but yes, that's kind of the idea. So when we get character arcs, like we did for Todoroki, that definitely changed my outlook, and that's why I kind of like Todoroki as well. I think. Todoroki I see. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. So in that case, I don't have any other ammo to shoot because <laughs> that hits everything, really. You already shot your biggest ammo, and none of us could answer it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um... <clears throat> Maybe, maybe we're just against badly written characters. Is that it? (laughs) I mean, the past couple er uh, past couple episodes have been talking about bad genre type of tropes, and all of it just boils down to bad writing. So that makes sense. Yeah, I guess it's just like for these, it's you know, because there's a lot of tropes, and there's a lot of tropes with underdeveloped characters. But I think it's I, I think it's more of telling like particularly these types of undeveloped character tropes are the ones that get us the most versus all the other character type. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, because for example, like, you know, I I love the silent, like, character type as well, and I know that there's definitely characters out there who probably aren't developed as to why they're like that, but that still doesn't stop me from being like, eh, they're they're cute. And so, (laughs) um, (laughs) well... In that case, uh, my second one, I also have a second one, but I don't know if it's really a personality type. It, it might actually be. So I don't like 
the perverted character trope and not like the usui kind but more I was like just about to ask that <laughs> no he he doesn't actually do anything like oh um seven deadly sins uh mel, mel- i can't pronounce the main character melodious um uh-huh. like he does a lot of like perverted stuff towards the main female character i know there's a backstory i know there's a reason why but it still comes off very sexual harassment-y that's played for laughs. And I think a lot of anime likes to sort of add that character in. And so I really don't like those for sexual harassment reasons. I don't know. Like, I know you watch uh, Seven Deadly Sins, so I'm kind of curious on what your thoughts are on that for um, the main character, Isabel. Yeah, I actually don't like him for that as well. That's why okay. I'm like, he's a cool character when he's, you know, fighting. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he's like a short little boy, but he, he's like super old. And he can, he's pretty much um, the leader of the Seven Deadly Sins. So when he's doing that captain role, he's awesome. When mm-hmm. he's hanging out with Elizabeth and doing other things, not so much. And that's why, yeah, I agree with you in that he doesn't need to do that right he could just i mean they, they could he totally doesn't do- have to do that. and yeah. also there's like you there's a line as to like you know you being sexually into slash like flirty with the girl like um or i mean to give an example to demon slayer actually zang Tzu could be considered really annoying but like you know how he's always going after girls and stuff like that but he never crosses the actual sexual harassment line you know what i mean like he's mm-hmm. He's like, oh, marry me and, you know, giving flowers and stuff like that. But he never, ever does anything that's honestly across the line. Like, you know, like you've crossed the line sort of thing. Like flipping skirts. Yeah, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping yeah, on yeah. girls, like taking a bath. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Like all those stuff, he's like, no, like he would never do something like that. And so like, so and so that's okay. You know, that level of like horniness is fine. And so, but when you actually like cross that line, you know, peeking at girls in the bath or um, flipping up skirts to see, like, or trying to look up a girl's skirts, like, that's just, that's just not okay, in my opinion. But anime loves to make that for laughs. So that's definitely one that I also really dislike. It's definitely a weird, twisted sense of humor. I feel that in Japanese anime, where they take the perviness as a means to show that the male is interested in a female character. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's it's actually not comfortable. I mean, like, you can talk to so many people who have gone through, like, modes of sexual harassment or even read the news. Like, you know, a random man decides to take a camera and put it underneath staircases so that he can see girls' skirts as they walk up the <gasps> stairs. No! <laughs> there's, there's, like, what? what like like five different reports on that in Japan or something like that. Oh, it's it's no. a pretty prevalent Okay, okay. Scenario. No, now I know what you're saying. Um one of my really good friends went to Japan um for an exchange. The reason why you're not allowed to use phones on the subway and stuff like that is because it's so prevalent for men to use cell phones to take pictures of like beneath the yep. girls' skirts. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. That's that's the other thing. So, it's just really weird. I don't know if it's because of Japan's repression on sexual education and, you know, establishing border boundaries between, like, each person, individuality, and what they're comfortable in their space, or it's because it's something that's perpetuated by anime and people think that it's okay to do that, which is not. It is not okay to do any of those things above. Yeah, no, and it's like, and, like, the whole uh, Usui thing, because, you know, he calls himself a pervert even, but... He never crosses that line, you know, yeah. like he, he, what he'll do is he'll be like, haha, Misa Chao's wearing like a costume or an outfit in the maid cafe stuff. Well, you know, like it's not, it's not like he's literally going there to like, to, like, no, like he does not cross that line. And so I think that, and it's just, it's just really upsetting when I see that character type that plays it for laughs because I'm like, honestly, it is not funny. It is very, very, very derogatory and it is um, it is a breach of privacy, essentially, but they always play it for last, and I'm just like, please stop playing it for us. And they do it to a lot of main characters, too. That's the other thing mm-hmm. that gets me. Because, like, Seven Deadly Sins, he does it. And then um, uh, Plunderer, which, 
you know, I watched through the whole thing. God knows why. But um, Plunderer, the main character, like, literally starts off the episode by, like, putting his face into a girl's underwear. And so it's just like, and he's the hero. And it's like, how am I supposed to root for them when they're like that, you know? Yeah, they're like definitely hard to get behind. You don't see yourself in them and and you don't want to be in that. You also don't want to be the main protagonist in that sense um, because, you know, the way that they're treated and even though they say no, the main character doesn't stop. It just keeps going. So, yeah, I don't really like that either. It's disappointing that they have those types of things in anime when clearly there are so many other great alternatives that you can do for a main character. Or even if you just want to make them horny, just make them horny. Don't make them sexually harass people, you know? Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> well, apparently Yeah, it is you're somehow. right, yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, some writers don't understand the boundary between horny, as in, like, you'll make lewd jokes to people, mm-hmm. versus actually invading their privacy, question mark. I don't know, it feels like a very adolescent question to ask like are you horny or are you gonna sexually like harass someone it's just i know and it's so like it's so frustrating like for example sakta from uh rascal never dreams of bunny girl senpai like he's obviously very horny towards mai because he's very attracted to her and stuff like that but you know the his horniness is just being like oh i've been staring at your legs or you know like not not looking up her skirt or anything literally she's sitting there and she has you know like She's she doesn't have she's not wearing long pants and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Or he'll um or when they start dating, <clears throat> um, he goes like you know like oh yeah you know like you keep me up at night or stuff like that. Where he makes that dirty joke like that's that's yeah. fine. That's still not crossing a boundary. Crossing a boundary is yes if he straight up lifted her skirt you know or tried to look under her skirt or tried to peep at her when she's in the shower sort of thing. So and they just keep doing it they keep doing it (laughs) (laughs) okay my angry rants aside this has just been a gracie rant episode at this point um um, do any of you guys have any more character types that you dislike or sort of want to touch upon before we wrap this episode up uh yeah not really for me um i think we had a pretty good discussion about you know the character types that we talked about as well what are your thoughts yeah I, I think we pretty much wrapped it up and that we don't have anything else more that we hate. Otherwise, we just go on a full rant that is like two hours long. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, for all the any trenders listening, thank you for uh, joining us today. And please, please answer Agnes's question about the whole like Miyuki and Ruka from um, Irregular and Rent-A-Girlfriend versus Hime and Sakura from uh, Bleach and naruto because um even at the end of this episode i still don't know the answer and i would really like to hear if someone thinks they do have the answer in regards to why there's such a big disparity between characters that are honestly very similar so um uh but you know even if you don't know the answer that's fine and i hope you'll join us next time bye everyone Bye-bye. bye bye